Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking about why it's worth investing in stress awareness. And I want to start with a question for you. Do you know what helps improve your stress levels, but sometimes realise that you've not been doing it? Because that's the comment I frequently get, as I'll explain more in this podcast. And I cover what is causing stress in the workplace. How will stress awareness help your organisation? Importantly, I look at how stress impacts productivity. And finally, answer that question about is it worth investing in stress awareness? As well as some information on ways that I can support you or ways that you can do it yourself too. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you elevate your leadership performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host and straight-talking Yorkshire lass who elevates your leadership, supports well-being with coaching, speaking, training and workshops. One of the challenges organisations frequently tell me about right now is engaging employees with conversations around wellbeing, the difficulties with hybrid working and elevating performance. One of the best ways to do this is with an external facilitator who provides a safe space for learning conversations and honesty. Recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to be more focused, less stressed and have a wide impact on both the professional leadership skills, as well as improving engagement, performance and well-being for themselves and their teams. Throughout April, there's a focus on stress awareness in many organisations and in May, there's a focus on mental health awareness. All of this needs great leadership. Did you know that you can make five times the return on investment with support, advice and consultancy on leadership and well-being? That's the number according to a report by Mind and Deloitte. I've recently helped people have confident conversations about mental well-being so that the managers feel capable and are able to be caring when staff raise concerns about their own mental well-being instead instead of, as some of them were saying, being scared and running for the hills. So do get in touch if you want to know more about how I can help you or your organisation. Get in touch at emma at emmalankton.com. If you're not ready to do that yet, you can get onto my newsletter. The link is in the show notes and information is on my website at emmalankton.com. This newsletter goes out around once a month and sends tips, information and statistics on the current organisational trends that's happening right now, so you don't have to dig around for it. And then finally, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button or left a review for me on the podcast, please do go and find the very little button that enables you to do that. Give me your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. Or share that on social media and tag me in your posts. 
For today, I'm talking about why it's worth investing in stress awareness as we go into April, which is Stress Awareness Month. Stress is a word that we've heard so many times, particularly over the last couple of years through the pandemic. In fact, if you asked many people, I'm sure that stressful would sum up their experience of the pandemic. How would you agree? April is, as I said, Stress Awareness Month and with lockdown restrictions seemingly have disappeared and many people finding themselves back in the office or being asked to go back in the office, adapting to a new, another new way of working, whether that's from home or hybrid working. With it comes benefits, but also challenges. The last two years has changed how we view life, how we live our life, how we communicate, how we connect. And although for many of us it's taught resilience, it's also shined a spotlight on whether we have that ability to adapt, on our emotional, psychological and social well-being too. Now, employers have a duty of care to ensure that employees are not subjected to excessive stress in the workplace. And that means that we need to arm employees and leaders with the tools they need to manage stress effectively. Now, on the subject of, is it worth investing? Well, as well as costing businesses money through work-related stress and mental illness absences, which at last count for some research came to 26 billion per annum, stress is thought to be responsible for half of working days lost in Britain due to health issues. So what is causing stress in the workplace? Well, often when I go into organisations, we look at the different areas to identify where it might be for your organisation and for your people. However, as a general note, a recent CIPD survey taken in 2021 showed the reasons being things like workload and amount of work, poor management, new demands and challenges arising from that working from home, non-work factors such as relationships and uh, financial aspects, and poor work-life balance. So let's just unpick those for a minute. So workload and amount of work. I know a ton of people. We've all got a ton of work to do. But are we sorting it into a kind of do, defer, delegate and delete? Um, Because there's lots of things that we might like to do and then we can bear it down to the essentials. Poor management, you know, is also connected not just with poor management, but with poor communication, with difficulties with the hybrid working with a lack of skills, leadership skills in being able to deal with these things. These are all stuff that I'm working with right now. New demands and challenges arising from working from home. Well, it was done in 2021 and maybe they're not new demands, but they are still demands and challenges. There are still people that are struggling with boundaries. There are still people that are struggling to juggle all the things. They've missed out on commute times. They don't know how to switch off. They've got work going around all the time. They've not got a decent work environment. Non-work factors such as relationships and financial aspects. I know 
as sad as it is to say, quite a lot of people where that intense time spent with their partners has actually meant that they've split up. So there's no bigger strain on relationships and financial aspects and working environments than that. And then when we think about the poor work-life balance, as I said, it's part of those challenges, the boundaries, the um, how people are managing everything. The people are still doing, having to do homeschooling, our kids staying off because of uh, COVID that's running around all over again and numbers seem to be going up. I'm not even going down that road. But you can see where it all relates now we might have been doing it for two years and goodness may have people not got used to it yet is another kind of eye roll type thing but if they haven't then the simple answer is no so what are we doing about it so how will stress awareness help your organization well investing in stress awareness is not only essential for your employees well-being but also helps improve productivity reduces absence and creates better working environments with coaching and consulting i focus on as i said where the stress is happening what's causing it and what you can do about it raising awareness with a tailored workshop is a valuable way to educate remind and upskill all employees so that it meets the needs of your organization i had one uh chap come on one of my workshops and he said Emma gave a presentation on managing stress to improve performance Emma's presentation immediately engaged the zoom room because that's what I do it took me to a place of calm and gave me exactly what I needed now here's the kicker he said even when I know what helps for me it's easy to lapse into stress and ignore the symptoms. How honest and true is that? He said it was a really useful short group session and much more than as I was expecting because that's what I do. However, how often does that happen? Every single time I work with an organisation, I check in with people on how they are feeling or what's their biggest struggle or some sort of question like that. It results then in even just on workshops a targeted support with a bigger impact. Because often I pull together what somebody in that organisation, you know, that's, that, that, that talks to me initially what they think they need. And even when people know what they should be doing, as this chap said, it's easy to lapse into the stress. Because, and the, what you should or could be doing is not always happening so it doesn't mean the kind of, oh, but we did this last year oh, where I was going on about it. Oh, we've got a poster in and we've done a newsletter. Where are you going to put in things that are putting in the accountability and the nudge to take actions and the key reminders? Because even I go back to things, it's always useful to get good reminders. So sometimes with... I raise awareness with these tailored workshops in a valuable way to educate, remind and upskill all employees so that it meets the needs of your organisation. So it might be about sharing the key ways to spot the signs of stress because it's become a bit of a norm. 
And so conversation, support and adjustments can happen quickly and effectively because even if the individual doesn't notice it, we upskill managers to be able to notice it. We build confidence in the workplace to stop the stigma of stress and mental health so that conversations happen often and with ease. We revisit healthy boundaries. It's vital in this hybrid working environment where that kind of nine to five or whatever your working day is can merge into evenings and weekends and make it so much harder to disconnect from work. We look at maybe reducing stress levels within teams so that can create healthier working environments, which is much better for productivity and engagement. We look at simple and effective tools and techniques to maintain a less stressful environment so that sick days, presenteeism, absences are reduced. All of these things, wherever the focus is, can protect your company's reputation because high levels of stress can result in a reputational damage as well as employment tribunal claims and a bigger risk of stress and overworked people because you haven't got enough staff to do everything that needs to be done. So sometimes I'm asked, how does stress impact productivity? Well, again... I could go into a lot of this, but as a summary, initially, raised stress levels can, as we all know, be beneficial. They give that drive and that increased adrenaline to get things done. However, in the long term, and when I say long term, I really mean anything longer than an hour here and there. In the long term, it can be detrimental to productivity because it has a negative impact on both physical and mental well-being. Speaking of physical impact, it causes a massive amount of distraction. Have you ever had that kind of churny stomach, the tight chest or the constant worry in your head? It's pretty distracting and that's going to take up time and attention and prevent you from working as effectively. And also it makes people feel ill and who can work well when they feel ill, even if It is about stress rather than stomach bug or COVID type things. There's less creativity because being stressed affects parts of our brain known as the prefrontal cortex that are used for reasoning, problem solving and creativity, as I've said. So it's harder to do the basic tasks. It impacts on energy levels so people are tired. Being stressed is tiring. How often have you had a stressful day and feel really shattered? That mental and physical energy is affected and it reduces efficiency because you've got all these kind of emergency things going on in your body where it thinks there's um, a danger or things to watch out for when in actual fact you sat at your desk feeling under pressure and you've got too much to do. But it's tiring. And then it's counterproductive because you just don't get stuff done. It affects our emotions as well. So the stresses affect our self-control, meaning that we become snappy, angry or shouty. I don't know if you've ever noticed that in yourself. I certainly have. And I've noticed it in other people too. So not only does that affect productivity, but it also has a negative effect on the team and the peers because then we've got that negative atmosphere and other people get stressed by somebody else's stressy feelings just kind of oozing out into the atmosphere. 
So yes, it definitely impacts productivity. So if you begin to work on helping people and lowering stress levels and raising awareness of how people can spot it and what it is that they can do, people are gonna work better, work together better, be more engaged, be more focused and work more efficiently. So back to my original question, is it worth investing in stress awareness? I want to say, you'd think I'm gonna go, yeah, of course it is. Well, it depends. Because if you're willing to not only listen to employees, but also make the changes and put those learnings and reminders in in the first place, then it could. But stress awareness and workplace wellbeing shouldn't be just a tick box exercise with money thrown at it. I don't think a lot of organisations have got money to throw at it, but some of them do just ad hoc workshops as as that kind of tick box to say, right, we're covering this. I often ask organisations about where it's fitting in their overall plan. So all of the reasons that I mentioned will help your company in the long run through higher output, lower staff turnover, lower sickness, better engagement. And so for you as an individual, I can't give you a set return on investment. But the answer, is it worth investing, is yes. It's worth the investment. And a recent report by Mind and Deloitte said that there's an average of £5 return for every pound spent. So well-being in the workplace is no longer something to roll your eyes at, but something to take seriously and something that is only going to be focused on more and particularly because of the last two years. So I've got a few spaces left in April for some workshops or any other ones that are going to be relevant to you with healthy boundaries and resilience etc if it's just workshops that you want if you want consultancy get in touch with me emma at emmalankton.com where i can talk to you or come in and find out what's going on or help you build an entire well-being plan that fits with your company vision and desires or you can ask me about my stress awareness pack It's full of factual information, instructions and resources so that you can implement your own stress awareness at days, newsletters, activities in your workplace and with colleagues without you having to think up ideas. There are also some posters and images that you can share in your own newsletters along with a quiz and some conversational topics. So... If you're wondering how you're going to persuade people with the budget or with the decision makers about how to invest in stress awareness or even mental health support for mental health awareness in May, then hopefully that will give you some tips and advice that you can put into your business plan and your persuasive conversations. If you want any more information on Uh, support or how to persuade people then please do get in touch with me emma at emmalankton.com otherwise i hope you have a very stress-free week bye for now (laughs) 